Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Pierre, and joining me as always is Tim. Thanks for having me. That's where we're starting this one on, is it? <laughs> okay, uh, this is our horror movie podcast. We get together, we've watched a horror movie, we talk about it. It's really quite that simple. Uh, this is a part of... Uh, actually, is this part of Vampire Month? I don't know, this is confusing because we're Twilight so far ahead. Month? This is part of Vampire Month, I'm sure it is. Uh, <laughs> there's definitely a vampire in it, so I'm pretty sure it's part of Vampire Month. Uh, if you're if you're wondering why I'm so confused, because we're, we're recording so many episodes in advance, because Tim's going on paternity leave early for the first few months of next year. Uh, well, I say next year. It'll be this year when you see this. So, happy 2021, everyone! Uh, but uh, for us, it's actually still October 2020. And That's right. Who knows what the future's, future's brought. Maybe there'll be a vaccine in, in, by, by January 2021. Who knows? For vampirism? <laughs> yes, for vampirism. Yes. Okay. That's the pandemic that's currently brought the world to its <laughs> knees. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so this is actually also a franchise we've been working through. We we did the original Hammer 1958 Dracula uh, some time ago, and then we did, for October Thumb, we did Braids of Dracula. So the third oh. film in said franchise is Dracula Prince of Darkness from 1966. So, Not to with, be confused with uh, John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness from 1980-something. That is that is true. It's not the same film. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out, Tim. Very important. <laughs> uh, this is what is notable in that it brought Christopher Lee back because he was missing from the second one. Although we have lost Peter Cushing. They couldn't find him? <laughs> yes, they couldn't find him. He was just missing for a few years. Uh, but we did lose His Peter Cushing. So there's no Van Helsing. Uh they were his brides. We talked about this heavily in that review, Tim. Like, it was called Brides of Dracula, but none of the women in it had ever met Dracula. Some other dishbag vampire who no one had ever heard of was the lead villain. It was weird. False advertising. Yeah. Like Gerald or something. <laughs> sure. I remember what it looked like, but yeah, I, I could never tell you what his name was. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what he was called. Uh, which is, you know, potential... You know, saying something, but uh, so yeah, that's came out in nineteen sixty six, uh, and it does have continuity. In fact, hell, the movie even opens with a previously on Dracula kind of <laughs> section. It shows you the ending of the first movie, uh, so it does have the continuity. It's like he's not just back randomly. There is kind mm-hmm. of a, a process of getting Dracula back because he did, you know, technically die at the end of the first movie. So we'll start spoiler free as we always do. We'll give you warnings before we go into spoilers. Uh, welcome to the world of Hammer Horrors, Dracula, <laughs> Prince of Darkness. Um, basically, two <laughs> two couples end up at Dracula's castle, and there's a human being there who seems to want to try and bring Dracula back to life. Uh, that's basically it. I have nothing else to add to the plot synopsis. Tim, mm-hmm. what did you yeah. think of Dracula, Prince of Darkness? Um, I... I, I didn't totally hate it. Uh, I did think it was slow in some parts, uh, which was unfortunate. Uh, but then there were, I, I, I mean, essentially, you know, the a lot of the human uh, stuff, um, I just felt kind of dragged on a bit. But I mean, you know, I, I love Christopher <laughs> Lee as Dracula when he, you know, does actually show up. I, you know, like those parts, even though, you know, they, they are a bit dated, <laughs> you know, for the time. Uh, but I mean, once it was actual vampire stuff, I actually liked it quite a bit. Um, so I mean, overall, I, I guess I'm just kind of like, think it's okay. I don't think it's necessarily great. I don't think it's like horrible. Um, it's just kind of in the middle for me. I, um, 
you know, I didn't think I'd seen this one before, but I uh, I remembered the ending, actually. Uh, I was like, oh, well, I've totally seen this ending before. So I don't know. I, I might have watched it in like a previous uh, October thought, maybe just like a random like. Yeah. All right. I need a Dracula movie that here's one I, I found streaming. But uh, yeah, I, I felt pretty it felt pretty new to me up until the end. I was like, oh, I've totally seen this ending before. Yeah, I, I knew I'd seen this before, but I also like, couldn't remember anything about it except maybe the ending and, like, that's, uh, yeah, it's really just that. Honestly, <laughs> that, that says a lot. I, I, I'm not super hot in this one. I, I find it to be very mediocre. And you said it's a bit slow. I think that's even being generous. I, I think this movie is painfully boring for the vast majority of its runtime. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, even though if I think the Dracula sections are even that inspired, they, they kind of just feel like they're going through the motions because we wanted Dracula back, we wanted Christopher Lee sure. back, but we, mm-hmm. we don't actually have anything really for him to do. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, by the numbers, he's coming for the, the wife of someone, they have to try and protect mm-hmm. her. But it doesn't have any of the kind of the, the pacing or any of the the creepiness of the first movie. Um, although sure. he actually says mm-hmm. less than this. I don't even know if Dracula has a single <laughs> line of dialogue in this movie. He's, he's pretty quiet. Yeah, no, uh, um, not that I can really think of. No, he hisses, he hisses a yeah. couple times, but that's that's about. It. He's like, <laughs> but other than that, uh, no, I, it's funny because you you said that you know the human stuff, and I, I just it sounded like you were talking about a Godzilla movie because that's how we typically talk about Godzilla movies, like ah, the human plots or whatever. Whereas in a vampire movie, the human plots are still kind of all of it. Like, yeah, sure, Dracula sure. shows up, but I mean the humans in peril are still kind of the the focus of what's I going d- on. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, like, uh, usually in other movies, though, yeah, you have, you know, a bunch of stuff with humans, but yeah, like you said, they're in peril, and a lot of the, it is, you know, them talking about Dracula and having to devise a plan to, um, y- you know, like, overtake them and everything. Like, with this, though, it's like, yeah, a lot of the human stuff, it just feels like so, you know, happenstance. Like, you don't, like, none of it is really, like, that important like honestly um and i watched this this morning you know um <laughs> like uh you know just pretty much you know right before you know we started recording and honestly i couldn't even tell you like why these people were you know like traveling to the castle or whatever <laughs> like i don't even really well like, they weren't you... they weren't traveling to the castle so when we get to spoilers we'll talk about how they end okay. up at the castle because it's got a little bit weird and there's questions to be raised but mm. They were actually traveling somewhere else to go rock climbing. That was the one detail they kind of mentioned, is that they were on vacation going rock climbing. Big in the 60s, I guess. Well, you say that. It's not even the 60s, technically. I mean, the movie came out in the 60s, but the the movie's set in, I don't know, 1880 or something. I don't know. 1890 or something. I have no idea. Uh, The characters are really bland. There's not really much to them. Uh, it's yeah. you know there's the, the one wife because it's you know it's two couples essentially I, I think the two guys are brothers maybe is that the connection to them yeah. i can't remember but there's two couples and mm-hmm. the older wife is kind of like constantly scared which mm-hmm. i get why she's creeped out by things but she actually at one point outright says like i don't know if we'll make it till morning but nothing actually mm-hmm. like i get why she thinks things are creepy but nothing's actually happened yet to suggest they're actually in danger so when she said that, I was like, wait, what, you, what, you think you might die by morning? What, what, what escalated you to that point? Even though I do think the rest of them are all idiots because they all just don't think there's anything weird about all the things that happen that lead them to the castle when it's nothing but weird shit. I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, like, it's, it is kind of weird. And I don't know, yeah, the characters are just, 
pretty bland. Nothing much to them. Um, to me, it kind of feels like they were just trying to, you know, kind of redo Dracula again. Like the, um, well, I guess, uh, you know, like the, uh, I mean, maybe I'm thinking more of the, um, like other adaptations of Dracula or whatever, but like stuff like you have like, you know, the one redhead lady kind of like reminded me of like, you know, Lucy and like the original Dracula, you know, cause she gets turned and then she's like, you know, this vampire kind of going against them and stuff. And I don't know, you have like the main couple. I'm like, all right, is this supposed to be the kind of like the, you know, Jonathan Amina of the, you know, story. But I mean, like you kind of mentioned earlier though, there's, nothing really that interesting about them like you never really feel too like compelled to follow them or you know to kind of go through with their journey and then yeah like you said you know you're missing the van helsing and then you know the like again i do like the vampire parts when they start like and you know i, I agree like i would say that they're um you know definitely not as good as like you know the first uh hammer dracula movie you know it does it seems to be lacking a bit but i mean yeah it's kind of hard to deny like yeah I, I still do like seeing like you know uh christopher lee show up and all that stuff yeah the uh we, we, there is the the van helsing stand-ins this uh i know priest or whoever he is priest, who, yeah who kind of like seems to know what he's talking about and is very stern but it's kind of weird mm -hmm. that he's, in, he's introduced early on in the film and then kind of just disappears for the vast mm -hmm. majority of it it, it, it has that. It has this problem where it takes so long to kind of get going that by the time things start, it feels like it has to kind of rush through everything else. Uh, to, yeah. You know, in the actual portion of the movie where Dracula's up and around and and doing stuff. Uh, yeah. And, the I I wish we maybe could have maybe seen more of like the world or or whatever because you know after you get like the flashback stuff in the beginning, yeah, you have that scene where you know you see this village that's like you know, killing this woman and they're like putting like a stake through her heart, you know, in case she's a vampire. And I, I think that's when you first see the priest and he's like kind of telling them like, no, like stop this or whatever. Like, you're not everyone's a, a vampire or whatever. And yeah. Like, to be, to be specific, I don't think she's alive though. I think they're not killing her. She's already dead. Oh, but right, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah, like it's her corpse and yeah, they're yeah. worried that she's going to be a vampire. So they're, they're going to stake her in the heart. And the priest comes out and says they're a bunch of superstitious fools and that Dracula's been dead for, you know, a decade or whatever. And like, yeah. you know, stop this nonsense. I, I think that would have been much more interesting than if you have, uh, you know, this couple or whatever journeying through this area and they kind of get to this very, you know, odd superstitious village and, you know, kind of being intrigued by that and, and saying like, oh, like, why is everyone acting this way? Why are you so afraid of this person that's been dead for whatever? Like, I, I think that'd be more interesting, but... Yeah, they kind of just get to the castle, and the castle honestly is kind of boring, you know, in, yeah. until like Dracula comes back and everything. Yeah, they have a whole thing where the the human that's kind of helping Dracula, they, they kind of intentionally cast someone who, from a distance, has like a very similar build to Christopher Lee, because they mm -hmm. they do a whole fake out with his entrance where you think it might be him, and then mm -hmm. he comes out of the shadows, and it's just this you know butler looking dude, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. you know is 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 fine, it's just whatever. I kind of agree though, like. The idea that because of Dracula's like reputation in the vampire history and in this mythology, the idea that the, the townsfolk and the the surrounding regions are so like superstitious about vampires 
that they just stake anyone who dies in case they come back <laughs> it's actually a really fascinating thing to delve into and it's like oh this is different and the film's not interested in being different the film's interested in just getting to oh let's just redo dracula again mm. uh, as best you know as close as we can once we get going um with some stuff it actually there's there's a couple of rules that are brought up in this well one rule is brought up towards the end that i actually googled just to see if it was a real thing when i say real thing i mean something that's been traditionally used with vampires before uh, and not just made up in this movie and it turns out that it was it's just not one that's used a whole lot because i'm like wait that's also a weakness okay (laughs) news to me (laughs) but fair enough is it the uh crossing water stuff yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah, that that's always one that I, I I've definitely heard of it before, but yeah, it is one that I always forget about. Yeah, it's a, it's probably just one too many as well. Like, vampires sure. actually have a decent number of weaknesses, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, sunlight, crosses, garlic, wooden stakes. So there's actually quite there's enough typically to to take care of a vampire if yeah. you if you know you're up against one. Um, it's uh, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's always like lame stuff too it's like come on <laughs> you can't take a little garlic a little a little uh lowercase t that's gonna stop you <laughs> yeah and it's, it's one of those things as well where so much of this movie with the the main characters because they don't know about vampires mm-hmm. because there isn't a van helsing who tells them anything about vampires that we have to kind of go through the process of them realizing what dracula is and realizing that, oh a cross can defend us that this helps us burns mm-hmm. them so so we have to go through that realization process and because of that it it just it feels like okay like we've done this with this version of dracula already we, we know if i would even do it that much in the first dracula because the first dracula you know we had van helsing who who knew mm-hmm. about these things and it was it was someone who understood what he was talking about for the most part so mm-hmm. missing that in this film and having these characters have to sort of try and figure things out from scratch up until a certain point when the the priest comes back into it just kind of i don't know it makes it kind of a tedious to sit through the thing that gets me and i mean maybe this is you know because we're watching it with 2020 eyes and you know we're so inundated with you know pop culture and lore and we've seen a million vampire movies before that it always feels like very like yes come on we know this uh but i mean maybe back in the day like yeah not as many people knew about dracula read the book and yes it is the third in a movie but maybe you know it was harder to re-watch stuff nowadays so maybe they are you know counting on there being a lot of newer people to watch this but yeah yeah i kept thinking about though like come on this is the third movie like we just want to see dracula <laughs> just to like get to him already <laughs> yeah i mean i i think it's i mean i don't actually mind that it takes a while to get to dracula i, I think if you're going to build up your movie around teasing and sort of like you know when's he going to show up and like building up to his appearance like i think that's fine i have i have no problem with that that conceptually i just don't think the movie actually is that suspenseful or actually teases it enough properly it just kind of feels like like oh we're just spending time with these dull ass characters who (laughs) spend most of the time basically just deciding like oh should we go to the castle maybe we shouldn't i know i'm a little bit creeped out by this ah very well there's rocks at the castle we can climb (laughs) <laughs> yes actual line of dialogue from the movie <laughs> but not really so you know i i just i i just i found myself being it's it's got all of the tropes of a hammer dracula style movie of, of this era mm-hmm. but none of the actual qualities i think of the first movie which actually made it you know it's exciting to watch or the creepiness or mm-hmm. however 
uh, I, I feel like Christopher Lee's just kind of carted out. They paid him a lot of money to show up and be Dracula, <laughs> but it doesn't really feel like the there's like nothing, no spark to it. There's nothing like saying, oh, this is him getting to finally do some proper Dracula stuff again. It feels like he's just kind of redoing moments from the first movie yeah. without really, you know, outside of like revealing his chest at one point, which I suppose was new. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I don't know, pretty ho-hum. Oh, yeah, it's just a really dull movie. I have to, you know, I didn't like Brides of Dracula that much, but I think mm-hmm. Brides was probably better than this it, because at least it felt like yeah. it had stuff happening, <laughs> even if I wasn't in love with all of it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I really wasn't crazy about brides, but it, I mean, in in retrospect, though, it's, I'd say it's more interesting at least. Yeah, I mean that, that doing like its own weird things, even if it is just trying to sort of have a stand-in for Dracula, mm-hmm. has more going for it than this movie, which is just oh, we got Christopher Lee back, so we're just going to like kill time for like forty-five minutes, and then we're going to have a remake of Dracula. <laughs> like, pretty much. Yeah, I see. You know. <clears throat> Yeah, so you know it sucks, but hey, uh, we'll get we'll get into spoilers. <laughs> we'll get into spoilers. Uh, although I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers at the time of recording. So thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Short, Born Now, Al Treisman, Christopher Moy, Brett Williams, and David Brown. You guys are all Patreon producers, and that means your patrons are over twenty dollars a month at patreon.com slash TV. but you can of course support us over there for as little as one dollar per month and for that one dollar you get access to our bonus episodes which we typically will add a new one per month mm-hmm. uh, of course there'll be a few months off as Tim's on paternity leave uh, coming up but there's a whole back catalogue of over 25 episodes there which you get access to for that one dollar per month and at the five dollar tier you get early access to all the episodes by one day you get to vote in the monthly votes all these things Again, some of this stuff is going to pause for a little bit because of uh, Tim uh, having a, a sired vampire <laughs> child of his own. Um, but <laughs> but you get access to all that stuff. So go and have a look and see if you're interested uh, and help keep all the content coming. But you can, of course, support us uh, with no monies if you want. You can simply hit the like button on YouTube uh, and it helps us out a great ton, uh, as well as commenting and uh, rating the podcast and iTunes and all that stuff. So please do. Uh, do us the honour all of those things thank you very much so without further ado uh full spoilers for dracula prince of darkness uh yeah the movie opens with a recap of the ending of uh the the, the first movie uh, and a weird kind of like diamond sort of letterbox sort of thing yeah. that's got going I, I don't even know why it's doing that but um and we mentioned the scene where the the, the priest comes out and kind of stops from staking this dead woman uh from there though we're introduced to our four main yes. characters who's yeah uh you know it's kind of well uh, it, it's kind of funny that the, the scene did kind of remind me like a little bit of, um, uh, the opening scene of, uh, uh, Black Sunday, just like without a lot of the style and like intrigue, but I mean, just opening up with like, yeah, this village. I mean, I guess that was like more yeah executing like a live person where, you know, this was just dealing with a corpse, but just the idea of like this whole town kind of oh, gathered yeah. around. To... But visually, they're not even a contest. Black Sunday's yeah. a gorgeous <laughs> black and white movie. Every every part yeah. of it's oozing with style and atmosphere, uh, and the plot does let that one down a lot. But the plot's not that exciting in Black Sunday. But the the, the visuals, oh baby, the Make visuals up are for great. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, here the visuals are just kind of like just uh, yeah, a little dull. <laughs> yeah. It's it like I I think uh, unfortunately like you know I. Like when like this kind of movie, this is like the worry I I feel like, you know I have when I'm watching something a little older because you know it's not like 
um you know I, I don't like older movies or anything but you know yeah sometimes you do get something like black sunday where it's like all right this is very gorgeous and compelling and you know i'm glued to the screen uh and then sometimes you get this where it's just like okay yeah this seems very dated and pretty dull and i can feel my mind drifting mm-hmm. yep uh eccentric is to the four main characters and they're at like a tavern or whatever and the, the the priest shows up and ultimately warns them not to go towards this certain town carlsberg and definitely do not go to the castle if you're going to go there like whatever you do the castle it's not even on the map but don't go to the castle um and it's almost like why as did soon you tell as he leaves that? like hey should we go to the castle <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because they pay the coachman and we don't even get the scene of the coach like because they, they, they mentioned they got delayed because the wheel fell off which is actually if i recalled correctly is actually how uh mask of satan kind of starts there's like a wheel falls I, I off the so, coach yeah. uh <laughs> what's these parallels tim we're, we're, we're not <laughs> but like he uh he refuses to go any further because it's getting dark soon and they're mm-hmm. all pissed about it but he's really adamant he pulls out a knife and makes it clear that he's not going any further <laughs> so he kind of leaves him stranded there and they see the castle like sort of relatively nearby and they basically debate, oh, should we go to the castle? Maybe, maybe we can stay there and spend the night. Um, and they're like, no, what about this little hut? This little woodchimper's hut? It's like, yeah. And, and, and the ladies are both kind of like, ah, that seems less scary. Let's, let's do that. And it's like obviously very unappealing in every way. And so this, this carriage shows up with two horses, right? A coach and two horses. And I should you not, the, the main young character, the young man, whose name I do not know for the life of me. Um, Marcy's what mark <laughs> it definitely wasn't mark was it charles <laughs> charles sounds good yeah xavier <laughs> uh shut up uh, so <laughs> but he uh he goes up and he starts like petting the horses and the older brother is like ah oh, like this is a bit weird like why did this you know coach and two horses just show up out of nowhere with no driver and he's he's like ah oh, don't don't look a gift horse in the mouth he he actually says that <laughs> uh, especially when it's attached to uh, a coach so he actually decides to to you know drive the coach himself with them but almost immediately the horses just kind of take over as if again as if something magical is going on where they take like the horses take them to the castle and this is never ever explained for the rest of the movie because. You know, we we get interest to the human, the helper, right? The uh, was it Clover? His name Clove? is yeah. yeah. But he he shows up later. But like, it's not like he's driving the coach. No, no, the horses magically take them. Like they just take them and they take over and and drive them directly to the the, the castle. I mean, everyone knows that you know old vampire lore that they can control horses. But Dracula's not alive yet. He's still dead. Well, they can control him from death. Oh, oh sure. Okay, fine. That's Vampire 101. Oh, is it? Is it Vampire yeah. 101? Uh, <laughs> you remember that episode of Buffy? <laughs> Where Spike controlled a horse? No, I do not. Yeah. <laughs> I do not know that. Uh, that's the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for anyone who wasn't paying attention. Um, but no, um, they get they get there, and the thing is kind of weird, but they go in, and it's like, okay, this is, you know, nice big posh mansion. Oh, well, there's a dinner table, and there's four plates put out, as if they were expecting us, whoever lives here. And then they go snooping around the house, or the men do at least, and they find in the bedrooms like their luggage has been taken up, and like their, their pajamas have been laid out on the beds and everything. 
And they come back down, and the, and the ladies get scared because we have this big moment where they see a shadow walking, to, you know, down the hall towards the dining hall. And then you know it looks kind of like it may be Christopher Lee, but then he steps into the light, and it's actually this 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 clove. And he's like, "Ah, yes, my master Count Dracula has been dead, but he made it clear to always be welcoming to guests." Um, and at no point did any of them ever ask, "Well, yeah, but like, why did the horses like no he'd bring us here on their own?" That's a little bit weird. Like, no, no one questions it. They're just kind of like, that, do you know what this is? This is a bunch of idiots who just don't question anything that is offered to them because it sounds <laughs> good. They don't, they don't even think, oh, this may be too good to be true. Uh, except the one woman who is constantly like, this is weird and creepy. What the hell? Like, why are we not questioning this more? If anything, she's almost like a meta character from like a modern like time period who's like, this is silly. Why are we just accepting all this at face value? This is nonsense. And, you know, the main guy, Charles, is like, oh, let's just, you know, take advantage of this hospitality and enjoy ourselves and enjoy the dinner and enjoy, you know, these nice big comfy beds we're going to get. Yeah, she she was basically, like, the, the prototype for Randy from Scream. Like, she was the one that was <laughs> being like, hey, guys, can't you see we're in a horror movie? Can't you see that we're in a Dracula's castle? We're in a vampire's <laughs> home? Come on, like, we're all going to die. Uh, she did go a little bit too far because like I said eventually at one point she actually said to her husband that she doesn't think they're going to make it till morning and she ends up being right don't get me wrong but when she says that she's not really seen anything you know in particular dangerous they're not actually like life threatening like situations yet as far as they're aware you know they've not seen anything so uh, but yeah that, that takes up like the first like 25-30 minutes in the movie like everything I've just talked about and, and described is like the first 30 minutes um there's not much to it outside of them bickering about mm. like ah oh, should we go should we not like should we stay here should we not mm. that's 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 the movie up to this point now do you consider uh clove to be like the alfred to dracula what do you think he tries to like force him to eat when he's too focused on his work <laughs> yeah Sir, I've brought you a young wench from the tavern. You should feast. You should feast. You're going to get weak, sir. I just want you to have a good life. Yes. Your, your parents would... Your your father would be so proud. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. So they, they... And then he gets killed by Frankenstein or something. Yeah, the older couple hear a noise. Uh, they see Clove moving a trunk. The, the, the husband follows down and tries to see what he can see. Uh, Clove... You know, hits him from behind, hangs him upside down over Dracula's like empty grave, which is just filled of dust, and bleeds him so over. Remember from the first one <laughs> that ended with him turning into dust. Yes, although all blew away, so I'm 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 skeptical as to how all this dust was brought back together in one place. But yeah, yeah some of it is probably like you know, yeah. There's probably like some cobwebs or cat litter that got <laughs> you know brushed in there. <laughs> But uh, so he gets like his throat slit over the the thing. Uh, you do see the blood pouring down. You don't see the throat slit itself, but you see a lot of blood yeah. pouring down. I, I'm admittedly, it's it's that sort of like sixties blood that looks kind of fake. You know, the movie sixty blood that looks a little bit too like paint. Uh, yeah. But you know what? I'll forgive that. Bright, or... I'll forgive it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's you know we see Dracula's skeleton kind of reform and then it keeps fading until he eventually he's like he's a full on Dracula again. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of like the shot of the hand coming up out of the, the the crypt. So you can just sort of see the hand coming out. It's just proper old school creepy yeah. horror movie stuff. No, I, I mean I, I thought this whole sequence was all right. Like, um, yeah, I mean again, you know, because of the time period, it's not like ultra violent, so it's not like 
you know, he slits the throat and then blood starts gushing out. I mean, you know, it's not like a, you know, Veronica or something. Um, you know, <laughs> where they slit the blood and it's just like squeezing it like a hose. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, th I thought it was a pretty decent scene. Like, yeah, seeing him come back and then, yeah, like you said, him kind of slowly rising from the crypt or the grave. That, cool. uh, Veronica is what you chose to compare yeah. it to. That's, that's what your mind went to immediately. Okay. Yeah, I mean that that famous you know scene with uh when they're doing the Elizabeth Bathory take where. <laughs> so, yeah, basically his wife is then sort of like tricked downstairs to go see her husband, and Dracula feeds on her. I I mean I like getting the impression that the the servant had to bring her down to him because he's probably weak because he's just woken up after <laughs> being dead. He's just been brought back to life. Um, and later in the movie, the the, the priest does kind of like explain that Dracula. He can be destroyed, but he'll never be dead. Like, you know, you can sort of, like, kill him, but he'll always be able to come back. He always has that ability. That's why there's so many Castlevania games. Appar yeah, apparently so. Um, <laughs> yeah, and at this point, I mean, that's just kind of weird. The, the young couple kind of get up, and it feels like within five minutes they're talking about how it's almost dark again. Um, <laughs> where I'm like, oh, daylight's going down. No, let's quickly search the castle to see if we can find those other two scamps that have run off somewhere. I what really broke my immersion here, though, is that when they end up like, uh, so they, they they confront like they they see the vampire version of their of their the lady friend, and then mm -hmm. Dracula jumps out and he comes down and he's going to try and bite uh, her, but then mm -hmm. they sort of accidentally discover that their crosses burn them, so they're holding up their crosses uh, to like keep them back. But when they go outside and they go on the run, Dracula goes outside and it's it's meant to be nighttime, but it's shot mm -hmm. day for night, so it looks like it's still daytime. So Dracula walked mm -hmm. outside and I went. Wait, why is he okay? It looks sunny. <laughs> What's going on? I, I just don't know. It was one of those things where, like, you, you really couldn't do this day for night. If you're going to do a movie about vampires, mm -hmm. you can't fake it. You, you can't fake it because it just looks like they're out in sunlight and it ruins, like, the, the visual of it just looks wrong immediately. Yes. No, th no thoughts? <laughs> no? Talk about something no, I, while I go let the cat in. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. And And what's funny is because, like, the again the movie felt like it was dragging on for quite a bit so when you we get to this part and you have dracula full on and they're fighting him i i kind of thought that this was the end of the movie i was like oh, okay this must be like the final battle because it just felt like the movie had dragged on for so much and that mm. you know, something exciting was finally happening that i was kind of surprised after it ended and i was like oh they we're, we're gonna keep going there's more <laughs> wishful thinking probably on your yeah. part because this is the thing even when they pulled out the crosses and both dracula and the uh the mm -hmm. woman who turned into a vampire like both of them like sort of like like staying back in fear just felt really goofy to me it felt like everything you sort of make fun of when you're sort of like pretending or or mocking yeah. vampire movies you're like saying ah you know the cross ah take it away yeah. uh, it hits <laughs> me you're like i don't know yeah so uh, that always kind of I don't know, even this stuff felt a bit underwhelming to me so it was like sure I, I'd, I'd sat through all the stuff that felt like it was dragging on and then i got to here i was like okay that wasn't even worth it like what what are we, even, <laughs> what are we doing now uh luckily yeah. for them the priest is just kind of waiting in the forest when they run into him uh <laughs> so they go to his monastery and that sets up the, the the last like half hour of the movie give or take yeah like it it's it's a shame because even this section still felt like it dragged on a, a little bit because yeah you have this dracula fight scene that i'm like oh is this the end and then it's like okay it's not the end but now that we know 
you know, we, we have all our players. We know what's going on. Uh, we know what's at stake. Uh, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> then like, <laughs> then I kind of figured like, okay, so then now we're gonna get like a quick scene of them like, you know, ramping up and getting ready, and then the final battle. But it still feels so draggy. No, at, it's at just, this point. Yeah, it's the it's just the priest explaining things we mostly already know from the first movie. It's uh. Andrew is another character, basically a Renfield type character who happens to be at the monastery because the whole idea is that he's going to be the one who has to let them in because the Dracula, you know, Dracula can't get him without an invite. Mm-hmm. Um, he opens up for them, and the idea that Dracula is coming for uh, Charles's wife Diana because you know he he was she was about to be a victim and then they fought back with crosses. So because mm-hmm. he lost his prey, now he's fixated on her. He has to get her right. He's got this drive to get to her. Um, Which again, that- feels like very like trying to redo the original yeah i just like because he he gets into a room with her because the the renfield type character like sort of like tricks her into a locked room with him but Mm -hmm. and he opens up his like shirt and he cuts himself as if he wants her to take her blood but it kind of just cuts away and then almost immediately we end up at a point where they're fleeing the scene and like you know the 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 human has human like you know familiar clove he's like driving the coach (laughs) it's daytime uh, I will say this, all the days seem really short in this movie. Like, it seems to always be back to, like, almost nighttime again. Like, oh, we're losing light, we're losing light, it's almost nighttime. Like, I, I don't know if you missed it, but at the start of the movie, they did mention it was daylight savings time. <laughs> oh, very good. Very funny. Thanks. Yes, because they ha- did they even have daylight savings time in eighteen like ninety? Was that a thing? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, but like, yeah. So they're in pursuit, and the whole idea is if they can get to the coffins before it hits, you know, nighttime, they can mm-hmm. stake. And luckily, like, yeah, he has like Diana in like a the coffin like next to him. But when they open the coffin, she's still human. Like, she's not a vampire yet. Like, so well, he just chose not to bite her and like run off like why yeah he had her in a room why Why didn't he bite her i don't know it just it, mm. like it just it just randomly that way so that she could still be saved at the end it just it felt like a bit of a cheat um yeah dracula's coffin though when they get to the the castle uh the carriage kind of like crashes and he slides off onto the ice uh, in the little sort of uh, moat <laughs> that the uh, the castle has and he gets you know and it's like okay so she's okay Charles, I'm going to go and kill the vampire. And he he's, he sort of walks onto the ice and he's kind of careful because it's kind of cracking under his feet. And But it's too late, even though it still looks like daytime to us. But again, day for night, it doesn't look that good. Uh, it's, it's the fundamental flaw. But the Dracula like, you know, springs up out of the coffin. And this is where, you know, Diana shoots the ice. Dracula freaks out because there's running water. Uh, and the priest is like, oh, yeah, it's running water, of course. He can't cross running water. So he just keeps, like, shooting bits of the ice until eventually he falls in. And it looks like he drowns almost, although I guess that's not technically true because he doesn't need to breathe. So I guess it's more just that, like, running water is a problem, but it's not really running water anymore once he's in the water. It's just, it's just that's true. a body of water. <laughs> At which point, like, is he just okay until, like, once he washes ashore, is that just him fine and he can get up? I mean, I don't know. We'll find out how he comes back next time, I guess. But <laughs> I don't think I, I was... Because uh, actually, it starts rolling credits like super quickly here. Like it literally mm-hmm. cuts to a shot of him in the water, looking kind of dead, and the credits just start mm-hmm. rolling. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> all of a sudden, it was done. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, I do like the idea of the ending. Like, um, you know, the idea of 
okay, he can't cross running water, so, like, you know, if he's on ice and then you gotta shoot it, uh, to basically, like, trap him, uh, you know, between all, all this running water, like, I, I think that is a, a pretty interesting idea. Um, I, I would say watching the, the movie, it comes off, like, kind of cheesy, uh, because, I, I mean, first of all, like, it, you know, it's pretty convenient that there just happens to be ice here. Like, it never really seemed like it was cold uh, in the movie before. Like, I never thought, like, mm. oh, is this, like, winter time when things would be frozen over and, and stuff? <laughs> winter um, is typically when things are frozen over, yes. Yeah, like, but I don't know. Like, I, I never got that impression that, mm. you know, it was, it was about that time of year. Like, it's not like people walking around in coats or things were snowing or whatever. Um, so there's that. And then... um. Yeah, and like, you know, it's obviously very, like, you know, stage ice, and then it's another thing where, uh, again, I think the idea is interesting, but once you actually see it, it is kind of goofy, like, Dracula being on the ice, kind of, like, slipping, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it all feels very pantomime. The ice, like you, like you say, I mean, I don't want to give it too much shit for this, because, yeah, it's an older movie, that, but right, it does yeah. look really fake when it breaks apart. It looks like it's just, you know, you know, it's, it's been styrofoam. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like yeah. Obviously, this cut was already there, and it's it kind of like I'm not sure why shooting the ice creates a perfect line as if it's been snapped. Yeah. It doesn't really make a whole <laughs> lot of sense. It's just it just kind of feels like a lot of really cheesy stuff, you know, before the you know effects and stuff. And it's not like I'm talking about we need CG for these things. It's more just that you know the practical effects and like the art of effects hadn't really reached the point of like say the 70s and 80s where things really started to look great. Uh, yeah. from what they were doing I, and i think i think for the most part that's okay you just you work around what you can't do but i feel like there's moments like this where it feels like ah yeah this didn't work this didn't look good mm -hmm. and yeah the, the day for night stuff really bothers me because it's just like it's really i mean i always hate it anyway but it's really stupid in sure. a vampire movie because it just looks mm -hmm. like the vampires walking about in daytime uh man i i forget what it was that, that i watched this month but i watched something that was like so painfully <laughs> bad mm. uh where it was like, oh, actually, you know what it was? Actually, um, was that the start of the month? It might, might have been uh, actually right before uh, the month started. But I was watching uh, Cruel Jaws, a.k.a. Jaws 5, this really bad <laughs> shark movie, um, where they would have, like, characters running around the beach at night. And it was, like, so obvious, <laughs> you know, that it was just day for night. It was just, like, the, the worst-looking, like, blue filter <laughs> to try to make everything <laughs> look night. It was so bad. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like, I, I feel bad sometimes. Like, I, this is one of these movies where I come into the the episode, I come into the review, and I'm just like, I don't know if I have anything super exciting to really say about this. It, it you know, there's always so many ways you can kind of explain why it feels so dull and why the characters aren't engaging and why there's no tension and why mm -hmm. it just feels like a rehash of the first movie, but with, I don't know, less spark, less charisma, less mm -hmm. heart. Like, it's just it's, it's it's tough to do and. We get here to the I mean, end of the plot, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, there, like there wasn't a whole lot of struggle. There wasn't a whole lot of hmm. uh, like, you know, it, it didn't feel like things were ramping up towards the end. It felt like it was just kind of like, oh, it's time to do the, the the end scene now. It's time to do the chase. It's time to do the scene where Dracula hmm. comes through a window and almost gets her, but doesn't quite. Uh, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, it doesn't feel very inspired. Uh, kind of seems like everything was just playing it safe. You know, like weren't really trying to rock the boat or do anything too crazy or original with it it's just like 
you know, paint by numbers, Dracula, like, all right, uh, we're just doing, doing Dracula again, loosely tying it into the first movie. And, uh, yeah. And you know, those movies that are, you know, just kind of dull and boring. It's usually a little harder to talk about, <laughs> you know, there's not as much interesting stuff to say. Yeah. There's not, you know, there's no wacky characters or really stupid yeah. dialogue to point out or anything like that. Uh, some stupid decisions in this, which we kind of mentioned, but you know, for the most part, it, it's one of those things where it's not like they're making really absurd individual decisions. It's just a lot of like feeling slightly off. Like the characters are just very movie character like in the sense that they're yeah. they keep making decisions because the script needs them to do certain things, and none of them are completely like ultra silly on their own. But there's just sure. always this feeling of, no, 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 these are movie characters, so they're going to just accept that they go into this mansion for, you know, to get a free night mm-hmm. and a free meal uh, without ever questioning why, uh, as if this is a normal thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that's just something that feels really common to me in a lot of these uh, movies set in this time period, for, you know, made in this era from the Hammer stuff, is that there's so many, like, you know, stories of, like, people just being given shelter and, like, dinner and stuff as if it's expected uh, to do for, like, strangers <laughs> passing by and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, it's just it's one of those weird things, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's a bland sequel that just kind of repeats a lot of the stuff from the first mm-hmm. movie, and there's not really a whole lot of exciting things to really talk about with it. It's I, I was expecting to like this more than Brides of Dracula, and I actually think I, I like it uh, less just because at least at least there was weird things in that. At least there was stuff to talk about. Like there was actually a couple of uh, exciting moments towards the end of that movie that we talked about uh this just kind of exists yeah. and the fact that i couldn't even name you a single one of the human characters outside of clove is <laughs> probably quite telling <clears throat> yeah so all right on you go then tim what, what are you going to read it um i think maybe a i'll give it a 4.5 um yeah, unfortunately, it's really dull and slow. Um, but uh, I, I mean, it's definitely not the worst thing uh, in the world. Like, I wouldn't say it like angered me. Is more just again just kind of bored me. But um, I, I mean, the few things though that like I did like, like uh, even though he's not in it a ton, I you know I still love you know Christopher Lee and seeing him uh, show up at any time is you know, pretty fun, and then, you know, the few vampire bits you get here and there, like, you know, as cheesy as it was, uh, I, I thought there was some charm to it, the, um, you know, other woman, the redhead that gets turned into a vampire when she's, like, running around bearing her fangs, and kind of has these, like, very noticeable, like, makeup bite marks on her neck, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, as cheesy as it is, like, that stuff, um, you know, still entertained me enough that, like, you know, I can't give it, like, a super bad score or anything, like, but yeah, I guess four point five, like just kind of, you know, below the middle line. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make me angry either. It's, it's, it's apathy, and that, in some ways, that's mm. worse because it didn't make me feel anything. <laughs> all on board. Sure. That's true. Uh, so I'll probably go a straight four, mm. just a straight four out of ten. Uh, yeah, it's not a painful watch in the sense that yeah, if you put it on while you're doing something else, yeah, it's fine. Like it's not. Sure. But yeah. Yeah, can't imagine a, like revisiting it that often. Nah. Hopefully, the sequels after this get a bit weirder. If not good, at least weirder, so that we there's more to kind of uh, sink our teeth into, for lack of a better uh, <laughs> expression. So, yeah, I mean, I'm still 
you know, like when we did the first movie, I, I kind of mentioned like, you know, uh, the Hammer movies are, are a very big blind spot for me. Uh, you know, I, I haven't seen that many of them. And, you know, I, I always heard like really good things like, you know, that the Hammer movies are held in high regard. And I mean, so, so far out of everything we watched, yeah, I haven't really like, <laughs> you know, been too enthused about it. Like they're not the most horrible things in the world, but, you know, it's still not a, you know, hasn't really gotten me to be like, oh my god, like, yes, Hammer movies, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the first one quite a bit, but it's it's definitely a case mm -hmm. of, like, they, just, they made a lot of movies, so there's there's gems throughout, but there's a lot of rough stuff. Yeah. But, yeah this, so, I mean, we'll see as we do more. Uh, you know, when we eventually finish the Dracula mm -hmm. Hammer franchise, you know, maybe we'll start up one of the other ones and sort of go down the mm -hmm. Frankenstein path or down the whatever path and see what yeah. they're doing. They have a lot of standalone stuff as well, though, so it's not just the, uh, the big, you know, classic sure. monsters. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, if you made it this far into the review, uh, put the words, I don't know, the, the, sucking, put the sucking. word okay. sucking into the, into the comments on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to make Tim do his pose for the thumbnails, so mm -hmm. three, two, one, pause. All right, I like it, I like it, it's very good. <laughs> Uh, so you can of course let us know what you thought of the movie if you've seen it in the comments below so please do we mentioned Patreon earlier uh, we mentioned liking and all that stuff earlier so please do all those things ding the bell for notifications of course if you want to on YouTube um, you know catch us on Twitter at Screams Midnight uh, we, there's a lot of you know fun posts on there and uh, you get updates as well as just some random stuff so uh, do follow us on there uh, otherwise though uh, not much to say other than you know we are banking a lot of episodes for the first few months of 2021 because uh, Tim's going to be on paternity leave uh, so you know this is kind of part of that uh, so expect kind of you know more theme months you know this is uh, vampire month we're going to have a, a werewolf month and a zombie month uh, coming up as well so nice mix of stuff coming up over the next few months uh, to, to tide you over in these early months of uh, what well, hopefully is the year where we transition from pandemic world into non-pandemic world, but I mean, maybe <laughs> that's too optimistic, but uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, so that has uh, been Dracula, Prince of Darkness. Uh, unfortunately, not the best movie uh, in the world. I mean, we've definitely seen worse. I mean, just go back through the catalogue. We, we've definitely seen much worse. Sure. Uh, but that Certainly is... Oh, not my favourite Prince of Darkness movie. Oh, definitely not. I love I love carpenter's prince of darkness mm -hmm. uh with the passion so uh, no complaints from me on that um but yes uh so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time